Atop of the 12th floor of the Remax World Headquarters, you're listening to Start With a Win with CEO Adam Contos. And welcome to Start With a Win. Adam Contos here, CEO of Remax, top of the 12th floor at Remax World Headquarters in Denver, Colorado. I'm sitting here with producer Mark. How are you today, Mark? I am fantabulous. Yes. How's that puppy sleeping? You know, he's um, he's sleeping more, which is good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> more is better, but not enough. More is better. You're, you're waking up like twice a night now instead of... Yeah, four, four times a night. Yeah. Yeah. See, but see. yeah, I'm committed, you know, and what's nice is I wake up at five o'clock every morning and so, yeah. you know, he's ready to rock and roll, take him out, put him outside, you know, hang out with him for a minute and then he just sits at my feet while I do work and stuff. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it's great. Right on, right on. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you have a puppy. It's the cutest darn thing in the world. What is it, a Wheaton Terrier? Yeah, he's a, a soft-coated Wheaton Terrier. So, I mean, like, is there a not soft-coated Wheaton Terrier? I, you know, you'd assume by the name. <laughs> right? It's like, this is, a, this is a Brillo pad, and this is a soft-coated Wheaton Terrier. Which one do you want? <laughs> there you go. I'll yeah. take the soft one, right? That's right. Exactly. Cool. Well, um, what are we talking about today? Mark, I've compiled a list of my 10 favorite quotes. Yes. You have, okay. you have a lot. So, I mean, I'm sure this was, this was a feat. Well, I, I, I have more than 10 favorite ones, <laughs> but I, there's 10 that I grabbed here that I thought were very pertinent to what we typically talk about. Yeah. So we'll do, we'll do some more episodes with more quotes here in the future and okay. maybe make some memes or something like that we'll put out. Look out for the memes. Hello. And if you're not following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, that's where we put them. So make sure you follow us. That's right. Get those memes. Social media superstar Kayla Roof is nodding her head right now. Raise the roof. So That's right. All right. So we got 10. Yeah. All right. You ready to start this? Yeah. Let's do this. Let's get into it. Okay. So I, I love this one because, you know, we, we always talk about motivation mm-hmm. and, you know, you can be like super motivated and like your puppy just kind of run around in circles, chase your tail. Yeah. So, you know, people seem to think what they lack is motivation when in fact, what they lack is clarity. Oh man, that, I love that quote actually. So you can be running as fast as you can. I mean, how many, how many times you talk to somebody and you go, how's it going? And they go, I'm super busy. Oh, it's like the cliche answer. Totally. Yeah. I mean, they're motivated, Mm -hmm. super motivated. I'm motivated. All right. What are you getting done? Nothing. Yeah. Need some clarity there, buddy. Well, and I think too, when you have clarity, it produces action, right? Because if you have the motivation without clarity, that it can only take you so far. Exactly. And then as soon as you have that clarity, that's the thing that I've learned. As soon as I've had that clarity, then all of a sudden I can take action. So let me ask you, Mark. Yeah. How do you find clarity when you're motivated and you want to get something done? How do you find clarity? Yeah. For me, what I do is I, um, I like to journal. You know, I write, I get up in the morning and that's kind of like the first thing I do is I, you know, kind of write down gratitudes, kind of write down like what my week looks like, what my month looks like, then what my day looks like. Um, and then, so when I start having an idea about something, right, I kind of write down that high level idea and then I kind of start to work backwards from there to say, okay, what do I have to do to achieve that goal? And, um, and so that kind of gives me that clarity of the steps I need to take and the actions that have to take place for me to, to achieve that goal. And then, you know, sometimes I just get counsel from people. I, you know, I'll text you or something like that, or, you know, call somebody up that I trust and say, Hey, like, 
I got this idea. What do you think about it? And sometimes that helps too. you know, get that clarity. So basically you kind of, you take that, that energy you have, the motivation is the energy you have and you'll go and you'll work backwards from your goals Mm -hmm. to find, okay, here's my focus point. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. It's uh, it's funny. You get these people that show up at the gym or they're, they get to the office and they're like, yeah, I'm ready to go. And then you go, what are you going to do? I don't know. So yeah, it's, listen, I, I, you know, I've struggled with weight my whole life and, uh, I have kind of been on and off fad diets and on and off workout, you know, methods, kettlebells and like whatever the trend was. And, uh, this year was like a big resolve for me to, you know, drop some, uh, weight and kind of get, get fit. And really it was when I set the goal and then created clarity around how I was going to achieve that goal, I started seeing huge gains. It's, it's been pretty cool, but it was, it was kind of just honing in on something and then just executing. That's it. Yeah. Motivate, execute. Boom. I love it. All cool. Right. All what, right. what else we got? These you are good. Re- and that was only one. That was one. <laughs> yeah. That'll make a good meme. Yeah, so, well. okay, here's the second one. And, and I've, I've said this one before, but I love it. Burn your boats, not your bridges. Yes. So, you know, we, we, we find commitment when we burn our boats, when we understand there's no turning back, but we also have relationships mm-hmm. and you can burn your boats and you can fully commit, but don't ever ruin relationships. No matter how good or bad they were, don't burn bridges. Yeah. If you, if you got to walk away from a relationship, do it, but do it with respect and dignity and, and really with focus on the future instead of, um, you know, some sort of a carrying a grudge from the past or, or some passive aggressive nature or something like that. Don't ever burn those bridges, gracefully walk away from the relationships. That's so good. And we actually kind of talked a little bit about that in, uh, the commitment episode. So if you haven't listened to that series, there's a two part series, go back and listen to that uh, podcast. It was very, very good. Um, but I love that because the thing is that, that I found too, is that you don't, you don't know where you're going to be tomorrow. Exactly. Right. And so, um, if you, if you, if you burn the bridge, then you, you lost on a relationship. If you burn the boat, well, you got to be committed. Exactly. And you got to push into, you know, where you're going and what you're doing. I love that quote. And I think it's very wise for anyone who hears that to uh, think about. Maybe they're on the edge of leaving someplace. You know, we hear brokers all the time or, or agents, you know, leaving one brokerage, you're going to another. Yep. And it's like, hey, you know, whatever you do, make sure you leave on great terms. Yeah. Don't, don't walk out the door and leave a debris trail. Yeah. It's, you want to walk out the door and leave a lot of love and caring mm-hmm. and respect. Yeah. And you can always go back. And many, many, many times you end up back. Yeah. So grass isn't always greener. That's right. When you get there, the weeds are magnified. <laughs> That's right. Wow. All this green grass is weeds. I didn't realize it. Yeah. So anyhow, burn your boats, not your bridges. So uh, the next one, Mark. Yep. The largest decision you will make will be to choose between fear and confidence. Mm. That's deep. Unpack that for me. That is deep. (laughs) All right. So when you make a decision, when there's, when there's a decision point, you're, you know, it's like you're, you're at a fork in the road and one side you have to look at and you go, I'm afraid to go there. And the other one you can look at and say, I'm not afraid to go there. That's a tough decision. 
And sometimes you have to pick one or the other. I mean, generally you do. Usually the one with confidence is you've been there before. The one with fear you have not. You may choose either way, but you have to choose. Mm. So really what it boils down to is it's okay to pick fear. It's okay to pick fear, but it's also okay to pick confidence. You just have to make a decision based upon what's going on, but it's a decision. Don't stand there and not make the decision. Mm, that's good. So, I like that. It's, uh, you know, you, you, you sit, we, we have all these decisions to make in life. And interesting, the, the third one is to turn around and go back and not make a decision. So as you approach a fork in the road, you know, you can turn around and you can look backwards and not make a decision, but you're going to have to make a decision. You know, mm. That's ultimately what it boils down to. That's good. I like it. So, all right. Number four, you ready? Business owner. Lay it on me. All right. And this is, this is really important because I mean, frankly, this is for every business. This is also for non-businesses. So government, mm-hmm. um, this is for relationships Uh, and it's kind of measuring what you've got. And here's the quote. The most important asset you can own in your business is the attention of your customer. If you don't own it, someone else does. Ooh. Okay. That's good. (laughs) So, I mean, business is about people unless you are, unless you're supplying like aluminum, to a can maker or something like that. I mean, it's, you know, a commodity. Let's say you, you produce or you, you supply wood or something. Um, and even to the extent that you're in, you're in a lumber business or something like that, you're still going to have the, the attention of your customer. You want people paying attention to you, but more than anything in like the service industry, say real estate, mm-hmm. um, the attention of your customer is the most valuable thing that you can pursue. Does that make sense? Yeah. Totally. So you want people thinking about you, looking at you, knowing you, mm-hmm. understanding you, feeling value from you because what they're doing is they're building a relationship with you. Yeah. Heart to heart, person to person. And their attention is your asset. Mm-hmm. When people buy businesses, they buy customer bases. And that's right. what we're talking about here. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm a huge uh, fan of content marketing. Um, it's, you know, probably one of my favorite ways to market because, uh, you're able to create value, uh, to, to people without, uh, being super salesy, right. Where you can write an article, you can make an educational video, you can share good content that you find. And what that does is keep you top of mind and keeps you creating value into other people's lives. And then at the moment that they need your services, you can come to mind because you've kept their attention. We talk about that all the time, making videos and being on social media and making podcasts, right? Exactly. Keeping, keeping the attention of, of your audience. Your yeah. audience is, is your customer base. And the more you can grow your audience, the more you can connect with them through that attention, through that delivery. You mentioned it, uh, the content marketing, that's delivery of value. Mm-hmm. And uh, you maintain that asset. So, you know, it, it's kind of hard to say people are an asset, but ultimately that relationship is the asset for the business. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. Love it. All right. The next one, the quietly successful laugh behind the backs of the critics. The quietly successful laugh behind the backs of the critics. Hmm. 
So think, <laughs> think about this. Yeah. Critics, noisy. Okay. The critics are noisy. People that generally appreciate a business or a person don't typically end up making a lot of noise about it. Usually, you know, when you're thankful, you don't say anything. Unfortunately, that's kind of the world that we've come to is, is the people that, that appreciate the success of a service, an organization, um, something that's been done for them. A lot of times they'll, you know, they'll give you a, Hey, thanks. But generally they're not nearly as loud as the critics. Critics are super, super loud. Mm. And the quietly successful are sitting back going, okay, these guys are making all this noise. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to have a great relationship with my customers and I'm going to make some things happen. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. That's awesome. So be quietly successful. But again, back to the last one, deliver that value and, and build that asset. So th this next one, number six, you've heard this. And this is a differentiator in business. It really is. Think about everything that you do from, you know, getting in the elevator to going to the grocery store to uh, gas station to going to the gym to whatever it might be. But here it is. Number six, do common things uncommonly well. Mm. Do common things uncommonly well. Yes. Ooh, so that's good. Yeah, it's it it boils down to, you know, why is there somebody standing at the door at businesses greeting you? Mm -hmm. It's a common thing, but if they get you to smile, they get you to feel good. That makes a difference. Do them uncommonly well. Well, you know, and the thing that I found throughout my life and career is because I try to take that one to heart, you know. And man, when you're doing something, even if it's as simple as cleaning a bathroom, right, doing it the best that you can do that. And man, that I started working at 14 and that has served me so well because I always tried to, to do that, right? Where whatever I put my hand to just do it with excellence and do it uncommonly well. And uh, you see huge gains in your life and, and growth and success. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned, uh, you know, your first job. My, I just probably like you, I had a lawn mowing business mm -hmm. when I was a little kid as well. And my, my dad taught me how to mow the lawn. And he said, you have to make the line straight. I said, why? He goes, it doesn't take any longer, but it looks better. It's good. I, I thought, oh, okay. That, that totally makes sense. It's, I mean, we always had straight lines when we mowed the lawn. <laughs> yeah. And you look at it, it's like you're, you know, at a baseball field or a football field or whatever. And you're going, oh my gosh, that looks so good because it lines up in the brain. Yeah. The brain recognizes things that are done uncommonly well. The pattern. It does. It does. But it also recognizes sloppy. Mm -hmm. Things that are done just really haphazard. Things that are, you know... Like if you're driving down a road and the, the lines are crooked. Yeah, the paint lines. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it, there's, you know, two, two kind of ways of, of being sloppy, you know, almost done and almost got it right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just, you look at it and you go, ah, they almost got it right. Or they're almost done. And you look at it and you, both of those are disappointing, right? Yeah. But... You don't feel that way when you go somewhere really special where the common things are done uncommonly well. You yeah. can you can check in to a really really rundown motel and you can check into the Ritz Carlton. You're still checking into a hotel. Right. Right? 
What's the difference? They're doing the common things uncommonly well at the Ritz-Carlton. That's so true. It's, it's the same as holding a door for somebody. It's the same as greeting them and smiling. It's the same as like when I, I, I went and I worked out at one gym on the road and they brought these little Dixie cups full of like coconut water at the end. And they, it, you know, they're, they said, thank you to everybody in the class. And I worked out another one and they're like, all right, see ya. <laughs> and you're going, where's my Dixie cup full of coconut water. Right. And I mean, it really didn't take them anything extra to do that, but I'm like, I want to go back there. You got to look for those things that people appreciate those things, even though they won't say. Yeah. So, all right. What's next. All right. Number seven, number seven. I love this one because this is a start with a win here. The level of your success will be in direct proportion to the level of discomfort you are willing to tolerate. That is solid. That is that that is one of those somebody can't do the push-ups for you mm-hmm. type statements. So you got to be willing to be uncomfortable in order to reach the maximum level of success possible. It's the same as, you know, when you're you talk about exercise, we talk talk about it a lot because it's something we can all we can all picture. And it's not the first few exercises that make you grow. It's the last few. Yeah. And those are the ones that are uncomfortable. I mean, the first few, you're like, oh, okay, I got this. Well, yeah, and I think that that's the same thing when when learning a new skill, right? Once again, to go back to, we've been talking about, you've been talking about, especially doing video, right? Right. It's uncomfortable to learn a new skill, right? Uh, Okay, I have to think about what I'm going to do and add a new routine to what I'm doing it's uncomfortable. And when you push yourself right out of your comfort zone and when you take that chance, that's when you see huge gains. That's it. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And you're looking for those huge gains. That's right. So, all right. So that was the level of your success will be in direct proportion to the level of discomfort you are willing to tolerate. This is a great episode, by the way. This is like (laughs) 10. I hope if you're listening to this, like you are just super jazzed right now and like... Um, well, uh, this is this is because I know one. I am. <laughs> yeah, this is like ten uh, ten <laughs> chapters of a book here. So um, here's number eight. At the end of your day, or at the end of the day, your priorities should reflect the time that you spent during the day. Mm. So what does that mean? Okay, let's say you have some goals. <laughs> okay, all right. At the end of the day, can you look back and compare your day to those goals? Mm. Did you mm-hmm. do something in alignment with those goals? Yeah. If you if you look back and you didn't do something in alignment with those goals, let's say you run a let's say you're a real estate agent, okay? That's that's the business we're in here. Yeah. Real estate agent. Did you go out and try and find a buyer or a seller at, you know, when you're looking back at the end of the day? Mm. If you didn't, you're not reflective of the priorities in your business, right? Your day, you know, I went to the dry cleaners, I went to the car wash, I talked to my buddies at Starbucks and I did these other things and I got on Facebook and you're like, um, did you get a buyer or a seller? No. Right. Okay. There you go. Why not? <laughs> that was a waste of a day. Yeah. And it's, you know what? It's okay to take a day off every now and then, but designate it as a day off. Right. Don't, don't call it a work day if it's not. Yeah. Right? It's like if you're a delivery driver and you just kind of drove around and you didn't drop anything off. You didn't deliver. And you get back and you go, oh, wait a second. Yeah. Priorities, deliver things. <laughs> deliver things. When I think that's something that as a real estate agent, right, uh, you know, I have several friends who are real estate agents and they say that that is one of the biggest 
the, the blessing and the curse of their job, right, is that they're their own boss. And so if they're not prioritizing, setting goals and checking those things off that it can, re- they, they could lose a you know, whole day. And that's why we say, you know, on start with a win, get those things done early. Yeah. So, you know, you're doing activities that have to do with your priorities. Yeah. I mean, get, get them out there. That's uh, that's one of my favorites. At the end of the day, your priorities should reflect the time that you spent during the day. So here's number nine. You really only have three things to choose from in life. Ready for this, Mark? Three things to choose from in life. <laughs> that's man. that's it. I'm excited. Okay. Give up, give in, or give it everything you've got. Oh. So you can pick three things. One of three things. Give up, man. give in, or give it everything you've got. That really puts you in a corner. It, it does. <laughs> it's like <laughs> kind of uncomfortable oh. right now. <laughs> what am I gonna do? That's it. <laughs> I have these three options. Right. It, when you think about it that way, you mm-hmm. go, All right. Okay. I'm I'm I am going to give it everything I've got. Because I mean, what are your other options? Let's 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 just cross one out. Right. Give up. Okay. It's not an option. Not an option. Giving up is not an option. Not an option. Give in, and you're like, all right, I guess I'll go with you. Which I mean, that doesn't accomplish much of anything. Yeah. You're not you're not a quitter, but at the same time, you're not necessarily a high level doer. Right. So, third one. Give it everything you give got. it everything you got. I love that one. I do too. And that I think that applies for for everyone, right? I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, there's there's a reason why you're listening to this podcast, right? Yep. Like you haven't given up on life, and you're looking for motivation and encouragement. And so I think that the third give is for you. <laughs> give it everything you got. Give it everything you got. That's right. All right. Yeah. Let's give it everything we got and Let's, go on to ten. Oh man. All right. You ready? Yeah. So this one's deep. The noise you almost always hear in life and business is the scream of the urgent drowning out the whisper of the important. That That is deep. So, so let's compare these two things. We have okay. the scream of the urgent. Okay. Oh, oh my gosh, I forgot to do my homework. The yeah. dog pooped in the living room. <laughs> Whatever it is. Right. That's the urgent. The yeah. important, you need to sit down and call some customers. Mm. You need to grow your business. Mm-hmm. You need to go spend some time with existing customers. The whisper is always those things that make the biggest difference. That's the important. That's the stuff that matters. The urgent, the urgent are the things that get in the way. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what do we do about that? <laughs> <laughs> so remember uh, earlier podcast, you know, if you try to make everybody happy, you'll never get your ass to market. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There it is. That's it. Yeah. That's it, my friend. Well, yeah. And I guess, you know, when you set those priorities and, and say, all right, this, whatever's urgent can wait, right? That's it. Whatever's urgent can wait. Yeah. It's kind of like the 11th quote that you sent to me. <laughs> wait, is this a, a bonus quote? There's a bonus quote, Mark. <laughs> but Top wait. 10 plus, but yes. wait, there's more. Don't turn off your car just yet. That's right. So what, is, Mark, you, you. You sent me this bonus quote because we've talked about this before. What is this bonus quote? If you're committed to it, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. I love it. You'll either find a way or you'll find an excuse. Yeah. This goes back to our two-part series on commitment, right? It's get it done. If, if it's really important, then there's no stopping you. It's make this stuff happen. 
Thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure to head over to startwithawin.com to get more great content. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Adam on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And remember, start with a win. Start with a win.